The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Money is an awesome thing If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings Welcome to Straight Talk, Clear Decisions with Rick Saylor and co-host Eric Hamburg. As an investor, you should know what you're buying and what you're really holding. We'll demystify investing and lay it all out for you in easy-to-understand terms. Now, here's Rick and Eric. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Well, I'm Rick. And I'm Eric. And we are your Transparent Wealth Management hosts. Welcome to our show. Hey, Eric, it is Friday again, and boy, am I glad this Friday's here. It's Friday. The sun's shining. We're actually supposed to have a nice, sunny weekend. Um, yeah, it's, it's so nice sorry, about, break. sorry about all the rest of you if you're not getting that, but we've been waiting a long time for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, February. It was colder than I think it was in the top four, so, you know, we're ready for it. I'm thinking about we're on just two days past tax day. So I know everybody, uh, that's always an interesting time of the year. I uh, hope that came out well for you, you know, if you, uh, and now, by the way, now's the best time to start planning for next year. Correct. Or I should say we're actually in 2015, so tax year 2016 for 2015, you start planning today. Yep, see what you missed last year. If you missed something, make sure you can take advantage of it this year. You know, and I, you know, as we look across this, we keep talking about this, people will ask us, well, what is a holistic approach? Well, you know, it's this end-to-end process that integrates the planning, I like to think of Steve Jobs and what he did at Apple, but you know, I think of the four pillars of investing, uh, taxes, uh, insurance, and you know, estate planning. So, you know, our type of approach and Rick Saylor Financial, we have a fee or commission base. We find out what the solution is, what the client needs, and we fill that need, and we're transparent. We have a partner does the tax planning and tax preparation. The planning is optional. Preparation is mandatory. So, you know, if you made and stepped on some landmines in the past, make sure you don't step on those same landmines going forward. You know, from a risk standpoint, and and having done the show up at uh, University of Dayton, Go Flyers, and the Ollie program, uh, you know, it's fresh in my mind because yesterday was Insurance is 101. I think about... You know, all these people that are, uh, you know, high net worth people or you've accumulated some wealth, but you have insurance for the masses. So know what you have, know the coverages you have, know what you're paying and make sure it's a fair price because it doesn't matter what segment or sector it's in. There's just so many areas in terms of, you know, the long term care, health insurance, car insurance, house insurance. And it reminds me of that cartoon where I think it's farmers. You know, the kid is jumping into it, looks like a a giant pool, and all of a sudden it shrinks down to a pond. (laughs) So that's kind of the visual I get. You know, make sure you're not paying for the pool and getting the pond. That's right. The last pillar is estate planning. So we work with both elder law and estate planning attorneys. Um, You know, make sure your loved ones, they're the ones who get your assets, your wealth, not the court's attorneys and the healthcare system. And that was the other side of the, the program yesterday. So we have partners in several of these areas. Uh, we should say at the beginning of the show, like we normally do, Eric, that this is educational and, and uh, not to be taken as advice. And, of course, you should always consult, you know, retirement, tax, or legal uh, professionals before taking any action uh, or even real estate individuals. And some of the statements, these are our opinions. They're not our broker-dealer, National Planning Corporation. Uh, we're duly registered. We're an RIA which to the lay people, that's Registered Investment Advisory. Uh, and we're also under a broker-dealer as well as insurance licenses. So, again, uh, these are our opinions, not our broker-dealers, not anybody else's. And, you know, some of the things we may say may be forward-looking. We do use some uh, resources. And if you get our free e-newsletter, you'll read in there. One of the groups that we draw off of quite a bit is the demographics group and, and the Dent Research Group. It's in a- each and every... Uh, addition of that. So they can get that just by simply going on to our website, straighttalkcleardecisions.com. And I think it's down the left-hand side. Yeah, it's on the left-hand side. You put your name and email address and you'll be added to the list. And the email, it's pretty um, 
I shouldn't say it's short and sweet, but it's a lot of, has a lot of information. We tell you, we break down what happened in the market that past week and what it actually means to you. So we simplify it. We put it in English so you understand it. We also have an economic calendar that's going to show any big reports, any big news that's coming up throughout the week. Shows our calendar. You know, Rick does the teaching at UD and also at UC. You know, it, we, it, the calendar will show what time, where it's at, and what the topic is. We've got a health tip of the week. We have a green tip of the week. It is golf season, so we have our golf tip of the week, of course. recipe of the week. So get on there, check it out, and if you like it, you can forward it to a friend. There's a big red button at the top to hit forward. And we will be making these available. I know this is going out all over the globe, but uh, we are going to make these available via a WebEx. So every time we're doing a program here in Fairfield, Ohio, right in the middle of the country of the United States, then uh, we're going to, you know, that's going to be made available so you can actually log on and and listen to that. So whenever we're doing a program, that'll be available. So, uh, you know, we got an interesting topic today, and I think it's timely. If you've got a question today, we're going to encourage you call in live if you're, uh, you're bold enough to hear your own voice on the radio at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, if you're, um, a little more shy, don't want to want to take that approach, you can email us at info at straighttalkcleardecisions.com, and we'll answer that question right on the air in the last segment of the show. Or you can um, on Twitter, at Rick Tireman, at R-I-K-T-I-R-E-M-E-N-T. Shoot us a question or a comment on there, and we'll, we'll address it on the show. Yeah, I love this social media stuff. I'm not sure yet. I, I still haven't figured out quite how it works, but I think it's kind of cool. One day, yeah, catch if up I feel this us. connection, you know, like us on Facebook, you know, we're on LinkedIn, reach out, um, you know, we'll reach back. So just a lot of good ways. And it, we're really about educating people in a no-nonsense fashion so that they can make, you know, straight talk, clear decisions. You make better decisions about your money, your wealth, you know, and it all fits together. And it's important, which dovetails right into the program today. Which eight, is eight key questions you must answer before you retire. Again, we want to open up this door so you understand. Or even in retirement. Correct. I don't think it changes when you're in retirement. Nope. So these are the kind of things that um, that should be looked at, should be addressed. You know, I think we ought to uh, go ahead and just address those. We're, just, we're going to toss them out, and then we're going to answer them during the show. That's right. So let's take turns. I'll take the first one. So the first question is, how much do you expect to get back from your retirement investments? What's your expected rate of return? How will inflation impact your spending and your lifestyle? That's a big one, even though it's been a little benign now. How long do you expect to live? And if you have a crystal ball, let us know. It'll make our job well, a lot easier. I think easier. this is about expecting. You know, how long do you expect to live? You know, um, like I expect to live to 100. You know, will I? I don't know, but that's what I expect to live to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like the, the person that I heard said, you know, if I didn't know I was going to live this long, I'd taken better care of myself. <laughs> that's anonymous, but uh, certainly makes the point. Yep. Next one is, how will you make your money last as long as you live? And those two, a lot of these are related, aren't they? Mm -hmm. You know, because it's, uh, if you start living longer and you go, oh, wait a minute. I don't know if they have an opening down there as a greeter at Walmart. But uh, maybe going back to work. Don't want that. So what will your basic living expenses be? A budget. If you've done a budget, great. If not, start looking into it. And right in line with that is how much will you get from Social Security if you paid into the private system? Or if you're a, uh, in a, a public sector employee, you know, what's your pension? What type of annuity are you going to receive from the government of the state? And the next one kind of goes with that. Go ahead and take that one. How will you generate income in retirement? That's great you have these assets. That's great you have it. But how are you going to generate it? How you, what's your plan? So we think about these sources because I think, and backtracking a little bit, Social Security is a income in retirement like a pension coming from the government for the rest of your life. And I think optimizing that is critical. We've talked about that on previous shows. You can go back and listen to those. But I think it's critical because it's, uh, it is going to be there. Can't legally go broke. It's an all-or-something system, and smart planning involves treating it like a pension, you know, and optimizing it. Now, this last one, uh, you know, how will you protect your savings from the unexpected? And there's a list here, a litany here. 
high taxes, health problems, or a market downturn. You know, what do we say? The uh, the unknowns. These are the what ifs. You know, we can we can identify them by name. Like I look, for example, what is the possibility? What's the probability we're going to see higher taxes? So demographically, there's about what there's 315 million people in America. Let's say, um, and of that number. I call them the baby boomers. It's a little expanded version. But people born between 1932 and 1964, you know, fall into this 92 million wave. If we lay that down like a train, the engine of the train is, what, 83 this year and the caboose is 51. Well, if we have that group of people going in to retirement and let's just uh, say begin to draw out rather than putting in, then they become a pool on the system. So what do you think the probability that we're going to see higher taxes in the future? Whenever I'm doing public speaking, I say, how many people think taxes are going down from here? Nobody's hand goes up. How many people think it's going to stay the same? Maybe a couple go. When I say how many think it's going up with a vengeance, Almost there's everybody. an awareness with people. I just don't think, though, that that impact is being measured maybe the way it should be. Yeah, because if you think they're going up, how many of them have actually taken that in consideration? If you're getting, say, $10,000 a month right now with the federal at the tax rate that you are and taxes increase by 20 or 30 percent, now your 10000 turns into 7000 You know, that's a $3,000 drop in monthly income. So it's understanding it. Yeah, I mean, you get higher taxes, then your number four item there is how you're going to make your money last. Yep. You know? And the longer you live, which was, you know, item number three, you know, it, it continues. So, and the longer that that happens, well, you could have, you know, health care challenges. You have health problems, you got to uh, take care of those. And so those cost money, uh, depending on the expense. What did we do? A, a show, I don't know, it's been four or five shows ago where we said, we saw a number that said the average, uh, cost for a couple in retirement at this point is like $318,000 additionally out of pocket. For the health care. For the health care. Yeah, because that's assuming... Unexpected health care expenses. Yep. You're on a Medicare and you've got all the gap policies and everything. It's about 4500 bucks a year for a husband, 45 for a wife. Two of you, it's $9,000. That's hoping everything's covered. All right. That's hoping you're fully protected. Yeah, and I know we had, we had Jeff Hendricks on the show here a while back to do Medicare. Mm-hmm. I think it was back in November when it was still open season. And uh, Jeff was really, uh, is really good at that. Uh, but, you know, just so you know what happens, if you get a good advisor in that segment, that sector of the market, uh, they're paid within the system unless they're selling supplements and that's external. But, and maybe you don't need one. You know, Jeff, they, uh, personally, when my mother was alive, Jeff actually reviewed – her Medicare situation, and two times on two different occasions, two different seasons, open seasons, he evaluated her coverage, uh, looked at the way she was using it and the medications and everything, and cut her premium and increased her coverages two times. And then I remember saying to Jeff, okay, well, that's pretty good. Why don't you do that? Take a look at mine. And I, we use Kim and I, my wife, and I use a health savings account, which is a high deductible plan. And we put money into that account, which we can more self-direct. Uh, and he cut our premiums and increased our coverages. I said, you know, somebody does that three times in a row. That's not bragging. <laughs> I think you're pretty good at that. You, you like it, and I don't. So, again, making sure you've got the right coverages for – and you can't. Make sure you're not insurance poor. Or let's say your insurance misdirected. I think it's a good idea periodically just to do an insurance audit. You know, have an independent person look at that, go through it, and say, I know I do that on my property in Cassidy every couple of years. I have my people come in, look at the building, look at my personal stuff, say, here's what's changed. You know, what are my coverages? Where am I exposed? What am I paying for that? And, and you know, if you get into this, this area where you go, hey, I don't want to pay, you know, that much for it, then just assume more of the risk. That's called a deductible. It's called coinsurance. So you can take on more of the risk and own that yourself. Now, understand you have to write a check if you have a loss. Yep. And if you don't have any coverages for these things, you're self-insured. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but you better be living clean. You better know you're self-insuring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the other one in, that, in that, uh, that one segment on number eight. You know, how about a market downturn? 
Now, we just saw a little commentary. You know, Eric, you and I and, and Ryan here in our office look at this every day. Mm-hmm. We do a pre-market, you know, look, view every day, every single day. And one of the things that came up this week was the fact that when you look at what's something called price-to-earnings ratios, it's one of the things that they use, a price of a stock to the earning. And what does that determine? The cash flow, the the, the price uh, what you mean well, the value, the of, value the stock. of the stock, and it's overvalued or undervalued. Yeah, so it's it's, a, it's a, an implied value, let's call it. Yep. Okay, so you're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions Radio Show with your no nonsense host, Rick Saylor and Eric Hamburg. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, what about estate planning? An up-to-date will guarantees you're going to go through probate. And without, well, don't worry about it. The government will decide for you. The three enemies to an estate today are, number one, the federal inheritance tax, two, probate, and number three, income tax. So your choices here are you can give all your money away. That might not be any fun. You may need it. Or you can create a trust to hold those assets. And remember, you don't have to own the assets to enjoy the benefits. So a revocable living trust can help avoid the expenses and costly delays of probate, and along with a living will, power of attorney, durable health care power of attorney. So be sure and ask about our attorney partners today for a free consultation. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, have you heard about the new long-term care alternatives? Many of you may know how I managed my mother's care, and I took her through her money in the spend-down, into the veteran's benefits. My father was a two-time Korean War vet, and right into the Medicaid. She started out at $2,700 a month in assisted living, and at the end of her life, two years later, it was over 8000 The three concerns I hear the most about long-term care insurance protection is that it's expensive, the premiums are rising, and I may never use it. Well, why don't you try what I did? I bought a life insurance long-term care. They can't cancel me. The premiums can never go up. And, oh, yeah, I can spend that death benefit before I die if I'm critically, chronically, or terminally ill. Be sure and ask your advisor today. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions Radio Show with your no-nonsense host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. So you know where we where we were talking about there in the uh, the opening questions, the eight key questions that you need to answer whether you're in retirement or you before you retire. Uh, I think these are critical. So just recapping these real quick, you know, how much do you expect to get back from your retirement investments? How will inflation impact your spending lifestyle? You know, how long do you expect to live? How will you make your money last? You know, what do your basic living expenses be? How much will you get from Social Security? And how will you generate income in retirement? The last but not least is how will you protect your savings from those unexpected, the higher taxes, the health problems, or market meltdown? And as before we got to hit the black hole, we were talking about, you know, a cyclically adjusted, the price to earnings ratio is the, the implied valuation on the stock market, basically. So the S&P 500, for example, is not something you can directly invest in. Uh, but, you know, the S&P 500's price to earnings ratio is about 19, and that's very high. Now, if you look at the cyclically adjusted price earnings ratio, it's called the cape, like Batman has a cape, you know, there's only two periods, it's 27.1. So there's only two periods that we saw in history, Eric, that mirror this time period. And what were those two years? 2007 and 1929. And what happened the next years after those? 
One was an 83% sell-off. The other one was a 51% sell-off. So we saw two of the worst market downturns, and our P.E. ratio right now on the market on Cape is at that level. Now, we're not saying the market's going to sell off, but these are the kind of things that are like the warning signs. And, and we've talked about how the market got to where it's at. You know, we're firmly in the camp that consumption drives the economy. And I don't think we're alone. You know, 70-some percent of the American GDP, the output, comes from consumptive spending, personal consumptive expenditure. And the number one driver is? The, the building and buying of houses. And number two? The building and buying of cars. So both of those are down. So the peak spenders in the United States are 46-year-olds. So when we look at that, we say, well, where is the train, the demographic train? Well, the engine of the train is 83 and the caboose is 51. We have five more years in Generation X before they bottom out because it's downtrending. It has been every day for the last five years. And we have five more years before this ends. So my question and a bit rhetorical, certainly in nature. How can the market be trading at all all-time highs when we don't have consumptive demand? We don't have. We're not selling as much stuff. It's simply not happening. Government intervention has played a very big key key part of it. And the question is, and, isn't that the stimulus party? That's the stimulus party. Hopefully, you guys all got your checks. <laughs> and you you know, party. that's one of those things. And I'm not saying it wasn't necessary because we, to thus far, we have averted a 1929-type sell-off. But this comes back to this key point. Nobody can predict the market. Here's another point. We are six years, Eric, into the longest bull run in stocks, one of the longest in the history of the market, and not running on fundamentals. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we could be in for some dicey, and we know volatility is coming back. It's not if, it's when. Yep. You know, and as we start to shift, we're already starting to see a little bit of that, simply because the Federal Reserve, also we just refer to them as the Fed, you know, they're, they're curtailing, they're pulling back the stimulus that we're doing over here. We're not printing as much money. We're not buying bonds. We just have low interest rates now, and now they're talking about raising those. Yep. And we know that's not if, it's when. when. And, it's and how, how much. Yeah, how high and how fast is it going to go? So we're going to answer some of these questions in today's show. So, you know, let's just kind of jump into this because I know we, got, we always got a lot of material to cover. Um, for, you know, I think this first one is really maybe looking at the hazards. I think let's, let's first look at what you want to avoid. So, you know, let's consider, Eric, the alternative realities. Well, what does that mean? We're not talking about sci-fi here, right? It's important to remember that just because you get an assessment of your retirement by plugging in all this information and these, your expenses and your returns into this free calculator online, you know, um, doesn't mean the future will unfold according to that forecast. There will be bumps. Real life has a way of throwing that proverbial monkey wrench into the well-laid plans. It's up to you to be monitoring that plan and constantly adjusting it. So consider alternative realities. You know, you better. So, like, let's plan. let's look at different scenarios in a retirement calculator. There's a good example. Mm -hmm. And and I guess the other side of that is don't underestimate the potential of the impact of a setback. So you get a disruption, you know, uh, you know, you lose five worth years of savings because you're unemployed, uh, you know, whatever. You got to adjust, you know, and be sure to run the worst case scenarios. We like that, and we like the program that we use in our financial plans, and we pay some pretty big bucks for it. So, um, but we like the fact that it's not overly optimistic. And I'm not going to name this person, but we, we had a person come to, we've had several people come to us who said, hey, I've done these myself, I've done them with other people, and they think, hey, I'm going to be okay. Well, then we run it through, and it comes back a little more realistic. In fact, what I'm thinking of, it actually went into failure. Ours reads out like a speedometer, 99 to 40, and it doesn't register any greater or less than that, but it's 75, you go 74, you're headed into the red on that dial, and you're failing. I means you, you most likely, you, if this continues, you're going to live longer than your money does. Yep. Um, so, I mean, we run those worst-case scenarios, and that essentially is taking, you know, the, let's say you have a three down years. We've seen that sequence of returns, and you take the, the three down years in a 30-year, let's say, life of retirement. But if you have those first, those three down years in the first three years, we've never seen a portfolio recover. Yep. When you're drawing when income. When you're drawing income off it. Because you're just damaging it. The second one here, 
create a safety margin. So once you've run those worst case scenarios, you know, you can take things that, that are conservative. It's like if you're in certificates of deposits or bonds, for example. But, you know, one of the problems is, is you're basically, yeah, that can lower your risk, but inflation is going to kick the teeth out of that. Yep. Cost of living is going up in, this, in the CDs and bonds we're preaching to the choir. They're not paying the interest rate just to keep up with cost of living. So if you locked yourself in there for 10 years, you could run into some trouble down the road if you don't have other alternatives to get you there. Now, the other side of that equation is, is when the market goes down, those things are not hopefully going to correlate. Yep. CDs, certificates, deposits, I wouldn't expect. Bonds, however, we, we've talked about this scenario where we could be in a very dysfunctional diversification period where that interest rates go up and the stock market drops and bonds go down because the yields go down when interest rates go up like a teeter-totter. So we could be in a weird scenario. We call it a paranormal retirement. That's the name of the class I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. And we've used that over and over again. So, you know, you got to create a safety margin. You got to look at, you have stocks, bonds, you have cash. Well, you consider alternatives. And we won't expound on that. That's just something that's not the first three. But you need something that's not going to act like a stock, not act like a bond, and give you something more than nothing. 0.01%. Yeah, and interest. (laughs) So, I mean, that's kind of two sides of that. Um. How about that last one? When you look at the first two, what should you do? You take action quickly. It's the last one, but it's usually the most often missed because you can do all the planning, but you never put it into practice. You have to go and take the action. So, you know, maybe you'll be among the fortunate one-third, you know, who haven't had their retirement planning disrupted. But if you do run into a problem of some sort, take that action quickly and take it correctly. You know, if you haven't done any planning to see, well, what if – this happens. So here's some examples. So the first line of defense simply is to typically reduce expenditures. Now, that's what's about a recent uh, Ameritrade, TD Ameritrade survey did. They said 79% of the people in the survey, you know, that's what they did, cut expenses. Mm-hmm. The, the only place that doesn't work, the government, right? <laughs> Print more money and spend more money. That's right. Push down harder on the gas pedal. Um we know, just like the guy who said, hey, you know, I'm lost, you know, but I'm making really good time. I'm going the wrong direction, but I'm making really good time. <laughs> uh, so I look at this and, and, you know, here's some other things, you know, if you have no other choice, you may have to tap your retirement accounts. You just got to look at the cost versus the benefits and what you're going to alleviate. And you got to figure, okay, I'm going to make that up. But I think laying these out on the table, you know, moving not shall we say, irresponsibly, but responding to the, the urgency of whatever it is that's, uh, you know, is the issue. I think the bottom line here, Rick, though, is you may not be able to avoid these little obstacles or these little setbacks that life's going to throw you, but by recognizing that you could and more than likely will run into some sort of them, do the planning today so when that does come, you can take that action quickly. You have been preparing for it. That's the bottom line. I think that's good. So, I think uh, continuing on with this theme, you know, the eight key uh, questions that you must answer whether you're in retirement or before you retire. So here's a couple more. Don't fall for here's the top five retirement fallacies that we our research, our crack team came up with. So the first one is <laughs> that was pretty funny right there. <laughs> yeah, our our our, our back. I've heard that on TV. Maybe I should even ask what that even means. You know, our uh, our crack staff. You know, there you go. doesn't mean they're smoking crack. Just means, you know, they're they're on the ball. <laughs> so, you know, the the first one here is, you know, the fallacy is Social Security will pay your bills. Now, the the likelihood of that is it probably will not provide you with a comfortable retirement. The average Social Security today is about $1,328 a month. So you're talking about less than $16,000 a year. Uh, boy, I don't know what that looks like. Mm-mm. That's a little scary. I don't, I don't think I, I, that's right around the poverty line for a couple with no dependents. Now, I understand people start cutting back. You don't live as large, but we're going to talk about some of those things. I mean, uh, on the other side of the I mean, think about it here. If you can only spend 13, let's just say you're married, so you get $32,000 a year. However, you've been living on an income of $100,000 for the last 30 or 40 years. 
that's a drastic change of what you can and can't do in retirement. And again, it all comes down to it. When you retire, you want to enjoy it, whether that's spending time with your grandkids or on vacation. It's, you know, it's having the chance to actually do what you want when you want. So looking at Social Security, and it's probably not going anywhere, but do you really want to depend on Social Security for your everyday needs? I don't think you do. So the next one is inflation is low, so don't worry about it. Now, it's true that the last year, the average consumer price index, they call that the CPI, only inflated or went up by about 1.6%. I'm going to tell you what, I know you remember that 70s show. I actually was growing up during the 70s. And I was talking to a couple people last night, and I said, you know, born in 1961, you know, I went right through the 70s. And, and the 80s, when inflation you know, was coming in at 5%. In fact, in one year in 1980, it went over, up over 13%. You know, so even in the early 2000s, inflation was chugging at about 3%, which is what a lot of financial planners use, which I think is a mistake. We talked about that on one of our shows. Yeah, we think it's a big mistake. because It's not just, you know, looking at history. It's looking at those specific times. What did, you, what did we quote in that show from 1951 or 58 that the average inflation has actually been 6.4%? It was from like 19, it was 1929 to 2013, the average inflation was 3.1. You know, that's 90 years. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it was 3.3. 3.3 is just a tad above it. But when you started dialing in on these more closer years, it's over 6, 7, 8%. And if you haven't planned for that, you're planning on three and it's actually, say, six would be So let's do some simple math here. So you got 100 bucks next year. Let's just use something. Let's use that 6%. Yep. So now... You need $106 just to buy the same goods, products, and services that you just did the prior year. Mm-hmm. Not just one year. Or otherwise, your packages are probably going to shrink. You'll be buying less mm-hmm. and living on less. And that may not be so fun. So, again, I think we got that's the thing to consider with inflation is a misnomer. Number three is the stock market will somehow magically pump up your income. Now, maybe for those who like to visit the, uh, the gambling casinos, maybe a little bit on the higher side. And we're not saying that some people don't hit it big. Some people do. But, you know, we know this. I've been doing this 32 years, and you and I combined, we're about 40 years of experience. Here's some of the things that I found out is some of the smartest people get it wrong half the time. Mm -hmm. And that's the smartest people that are looking at all the screens and looking at all the data. You know, we've got to, we're even using uh, demographics here. And we're not saying the stock market doesn't work. It's just taking the right amount of risk that you're comfortable with because you definitely, the stock market over the long term will benefit you. But if you don't have the long term on your side anymore, if you're in retirement, you're really operating on a short to medium term. So it's understanding the risks and the reward that the stock market has and making sure you're in a comfortable place to understand what's going on. So uh, the next one there, you can work if you need to. So this is a buffer. Uh, in, in some people's minds, how about you go into an economy that doesn't have demand and isn't hiring? Hmm. Rut row. Yep. There's yep. no place to go. Yeah, so if, if you'd like to do it, that was your plan, but... Now it's not as easy if you're 65 or older to go find a job as it was 10 years ago. Hey, and let me just speak to this last one, number five on the fallacy list. Maybe you'll receive an inheritance. Let me tell you, the baby boom generation may have been in some regards, the wealthiest as well as the most um, extravagant in credit. I'm going to tell you with rising health care costs, rapidly rising costs, and, uh, you know, 92 million people are going to drive these costs. I'm going to tell you, you know, uh, Eric, your generation, the millennials are going to be lucky if they don't get the baby boomers bills. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be counting on this. You know, you better, you better start planning, investing, you know, doing these things because – you're on your own. You can hope, and hope sometimes works out. It's just not a plan. So make sure you have a plan in case that doesn't you know, come true for you. So those were five of the fallacies. I hope we toss those out of the way because now on the next part of the show, we're going to talk about the answers to six items here uh, as well as looking at the biggest retirement mistakes to avoid to help you focus on what you do need. Now, for some reason, we're having a little Internet issues here, so – Uh, You're not going to be able to send us a question. You're going to have to be bold and call us at 866-472-5790. 
5790 and ask us a question that we we can answer in the last uh, segment of the show and uh, Brad can put them on the air. Yeah, but be sure to still visit our website, straighttalkcleardecisions.com. Ask for the free offer. Ask for the free giveaways. Get on our e-newsletter we send out once a week and, um, you know, mumble on through it and, you know, find we have a lot of white papers on different topics on our website that are absolutely free. So check us out at straighttalkcleardecisions.com or on Facebook as well. Yeah, and I know if, if people want to call and just ask a question 24-7, you know, it'll go into our answering service, 513-454-9999. And the next part of the show, we're going to talk about what we're going to offer you as a free giveaway on the eight questions you must answer in or before you retire. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions Radio Show with your no-nonsense host, Rick Saylor and Eric Hamburg. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, have you heard about the new long-term care alternatives? Many of you may know how I managed my mother's care, and I took her through her money in the spend down into the veterans' benefits. My father was a two-time Korean War vet and right into the Medicaid. She started out at $2,700 a month in assisted living, and at the end of her life, two years later, it was over 8000 The three concerns I hear the most about long-term care insurance protection is that it's expensive, the premiums are rising, and I may never use it. Well, why don't you try what I did? I bought a life insurance long-term care. They can't cancel me. The premiums can never go up. And, oh, yeah, I can spend that death benefit before I die if I'm critically, chronically, or terminally ill. Be sure and ask your advisor today. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, what about estate planning? An up-to-date will guarantees you're going to go through probate. And without, well, don't worry about it. The government will decide for you. The three enemies to an estate today are, number one, the federal inheritance tax, two, probate, and number three, income tax. So your choices here are you can give all your money away. That might not be any fun. You may need it. Or you can create a trust to hold those assets. And remember, you don't have to own the assets to enjoy the benefits. So a revocable living trust can help avoid the expenses and costly delays of probate, and along with a living will, power of attorney, durable health care power of attorney. So be sure and ask about our attorney partners today for a free consultation. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions Radio Show with your Straight Talk host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. And Eric, we're on this topic of eight key questions that you have to answer either in or before you retire. It's an ongoing narrative, and we've covered a lot already, you know, some of the biggest things to avoid, uh, the mistakes, the misnomers. Well, let's get into some of the solutions. Yep. It helps kind of direct the listeners. And by the way, we have a great free offer. We're feeling generous here. You know, of these eight questions, whether it's about your investments, about inflation. Um, Social security. Social security, income planning you know, unexpected analysis. We have white papers that we're going to offer on every one of these topics, and we will give you the choice of one of these to have us analyze if you'd like it. But there's only one way. You can Absolutely get free. And I, I think when we do analysis, it at least costs just probably $500 for us in terms of time, but we're willing to offer that. Yeah. And the couple ways you can get it is by calling us at 513-454-9999 visiting us on the website, straighttalkcleardecisions.com, or go to our Facebook page, uh, Rick Saylor Financial, and asking for the free giveaway, the free offer of your choice. Very good. That's pretty generous. So let's look at um, 
on this next, in our last segment, in our last time together here, let's focus on uh, being able to calculate how much money that you'll need. And you're not going to be able to calculate it without knowing these six answers. That's right. You know, saving for retirement can be hard when you don't have a specific dollar amount in mind. So these six options here are going to start to point you in the right direction to determine what is that optimal number. What do you need? So we've had people, um, you know, say, hey, is a million dollars enough? You know, should I replace, you know, 60 percent, should I replace 80 percent, 100 percent of my income, you know, pre-working? You know, here's the thing that we have to look at is your personal situation because everybody's financial situation in retirement, whether you're in it or you're getting ready for it, is like a fingerprint. They're unique. You know, there's no two snowflakes exactly the same. So we've got to analyze that from a very personal, and you got to answer some questions. So I think largely it depends on how you plan on living. That's right. If you're the larger you plan on living, the more comfortable you better be planning for, you know, 100%. Aim high, I like to say, because you're probably going to land low. That's right. So, Rick, that kind of touched the first one here. It's how you want to live in retirement and how much can you live on. That's pretty important here. You know, it's the conventional wisdom has long held that you need less money in retirement than you do in your working life. However, just because you're not working doesn't mean you're not driving, you're not buying things, you're not spending time. So it's understanding how you want to live in retirement. What's your goal? What do you want to do in retirement? Have you ever thought about that? You know, do you want to garden every day? Do you want to volunteer your time at local churches or charities or nonprofits? You want to travel, spend time with your grandkids? You know, some of it's free, a lot of it isn't today. So it's understanding your goals in retirement. And once you know what your goals are, now it's sitting down looking at your assets, your income. Can you do it or how much can you do? You know, can you only do it once or twice a week rather than three or four times a week? So it's, it's pinpointing down what you want to do and then it's asking, can you actually do it? Well, I think that's a great question. You know, uh, how much can you expect to get back from your retirement investment? Now, you know, this is a, this is a delicate little dance. You know, it depends largely. It's interesting when we profile somebody's risk. In other words, you know, there's two ways we do it. Forever, as long as I can remember, 32 years, I was trained in the educational approach that's very left brain, it's very logical, uh, to ask and assess people's risk. However, it never really got into the right brain, right brain part that cuts right through and says, how do you feel about your money? And so we actually do both sides of those, and we have a process. And the one is a little, probably, again, it's more left brain. The other one takes about three minutes. Mm -hmm. And we can answer, you answer the questions. There's about five questions, and it spits out a number and tells us how you profile. Now, we're always checking and rechecking. So that's one of the things we look at. Now, it's interesting how much you expect uh, from your retirement investment depends on which lane of the highway you're in. So in other words, if there's three lanes, let's think of it really simple. The conservative, you know, lane is going to typically yield less than the middle lane or the fast lane. Yep. So that's conservative investment. You know, the, the higher in speed you get in this example, you know, when you get in the middle lane, that's your moderate portfolio. You're going to have more stock, more equity exposure possibly. And in the fast lane, the majority of your portfolio is going to be that stock, that more risky asset exposure. And it's not that one lane's better than the other. It's where you're comfortable. But I think one of those, the key things that we've talked about on our other shows is, you know, one of the biggest things you can do to improve your situation is avoid the downturns. Mm-hmm. Don't take those big hits. Because if you lose 50%, you need to make 100 just to get back to where you started. And we're in some markets that seem to have, with volatility coming back into the market, valuations being, again, on par, this, the cyclically adjusted P.E. ratio, CAPE, is, is on par right now with 1929 and 2007, which are years that preceded two of the biggest downturns in the history of the markets, you know, 83% and 50, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, these are the kind of things that you should be thinking about, not just the, look at the risk return side. But I think if you put plug in a number, into a financial plan, maybe we need to, instead of using 10 and, you know, the years that we're in the highfalutin years, 
Maybe you need to be using something a little more moderate, maybe 7 8%. Yep. Maybe and, I know, and, and maybe look at portfolios. I know a lot of what we're doing for clients. We say, look, even if the market trades flat, if you get a good dividend portfolio, at least maybe you can get 5 or 6%. Mm-hmm. from something, you know, that uh, is, is producing a dividend. And understanding dividends aren't guaranteed and stocks can cut back. It's not like, you know, bond yields or something where they, it's a promise to pay and uh, those kinds of things. So you got to consider all the risk with these. Yep. So if, you, if you've done it, you know, look at it and see if your expectations are really realistic for you. Can you achieve a 6% rate of return and still not outlive your money? Yes. Yeah, so how much inflation risk may set you back. And, you know, again, we talked about this. Let's not be literally at this point, but, you know, if, the, if you're assuming three, which is what a lot of financial planners use these days, uh, because they're saying, hey, it's really low, it's benign. Okay, don't, don't get lulled into some, you're looking at the next 30, 40 years maybe. And if you look and say, okay, well, let's go back and look since the 1950s, for example, we've actually seen a rate around 6%. So if you have $100, next year you got 106 just to stay even, to maintain that. How about number four? Number four, the age you expect to retire. Um, you know, life expectancy is getting longer. A lot of retirement ages are getting pushed back because of what happened in 2008 because they did take a big hit. Now they can't really afford to retire on their terms. So the age that you expect to retire, if you're expecting to retire in your late 50s, early 60s, you better have a plan for health care. You better have a plan of where you're going to pull your income, where you're going to pull it from. And how many times have we seen when we're doing a financial plan and we plug in and say, hey, look, if you just wait a couple more years we see the needle go positive, and some, sometimes hugely so, for a couple of reasons. First of all, you're not drawing off your portfolio. Number two, you're, you're typically in your highest earning years that you're ever going to be in your life, and your savings is going up. If you're in these you know, uh, 401Ks, 403B, deferred comp things, so you're packing it there, you know, and you also may be getting systemic increases from income sources like Social Security. Because if you wait, if you're born between 1943 and 54, your Social Security age is 66. You wait till there, you get 100%. But if you wait to age 72 or 70, you get 32% more for life. That's huge. And that's, that's not just for you. Born. That's for you and your spouse if you are married. It's a family benefit. And I think that bleeds right into the next one. How long you're uh, expected to live. Don't underestimate this. Yep. I think conservatively you say 100. If you live less than that, hey, you're still going to have some money and you can accelerate it on the end so you have you spend your last dime on your last day. That's right. <laughs> and again, I say with Social Security, uh, yes, I think you're going to get something. Smart planning, you know, assumes that, uh, you know, you're going to use this dynamically and importantly because – I say, who would vote for whatever party the Social Security go under? It ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you got, you know, a larger voting constituency. So those are six of the, the questions you have to answer. Now, there's, um, we want to do a little question and answer segment at the end and save some time for that. And uh, so we want to just quickly touch on, if you got a pen and paper here, you want to write these down. The it- five biggest retirement planning mistakes that you can avoid. Yep. Number, Number one. Living too large. What we mean here is by drawing more income than you really have or by hitting your assets harder than you really should. And how many times have we seen that? A lot. And it's not just hitting it. You know, it's adjusting it on its way. You know, if the market's performing, great. But if we see a pullback in the market, you might not be able to take as much as you were before. So the second one here is disregarding higher health care costs. Let's face it. I want to believe I'm getting better, but I know starting around age 50 – Right up until the end of life, I'm going to spend more on health care for the rest of my life. Yeah. And this next one kind of goes right into it. It's having no long-term care plan. Again, understanding the probabilities in your favor, someone's going to need it, either you or your spouse. Yep. And it says 70, according to the U.S. Department of Health, 70% of the people over 65 will require something. You know, and it's expensive. $20 an hour home health care service. I mean, it could be expensive. My mom's situation started out at 2400 a month in independent went into about 4000 in a lockdown unit because she had dementia, and at the end, of, she was $8,000 a month, and that was, that was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, not saving enough, you know, now before you retired or later on while you're in retirement. 
Maybe you continue to save. You're cutting it back. Yep. Number five is not updating your retirement plan. Again, this comes back to always be updating and monitoring it. When it gets off track, you might need to make some changes pretty quickly in order so you do not run out of money before you run out of life. So some of these questions that we actually pose, the key questions pre-retirement or in retirement. You know, we do hear these questions on a pretty regular basis. You know, so how much, Eric, you know, what's the best way to figure out how much you're going to get from Social Security? It's by doing a Social Security analysis. I think that's a good way to approach it. You know, we got to get the record. We can do that for you in our program. Because right off the top, a couple has 81 options and a single person has nine options in Social Security. So it's not just here, let's go choose A, B, or C. There's nine, 81 options. And there's, and there's what? There's three benefit levels. There's retirement, there's spousal and survivor benefit, and there's something like 3,172, 74 different break-evens wow. on that formula. So Social Security is a big one. You know, how are you going to generate income in retirement? We hear that question a lot. Yep. You know, so one of the best ways is let's look at, let's analyze your sources. Let's see what kind of rate of return, which kind of answers the first one we hear. You know, what can I expect to get back in my retirement? Well, it depends on which lane of the highway and your risk tolerance, your time horizon, you know, all these kind of, what sectors are you in? Are you exposed to stocks, bonds, cash, and alternatives? I mean, so all of these, each and one of these eight, looking at your investments, looking at uh, how long will your money last, basic living expenses, lifestyle, this stuff is a financial plan, social security, income and retirement, or some of these unexpected items. We have white papers on virtually every one of these, Eric, and we will, if you'll pick one of these, we will analyze these for you at no cost to you. And all you have to do is call 513-454-9999 or visit us at straighttalkcleardecisions.com. If you've got a question and we can answer maybe next week on the show, info at straighttalkcleardecisions.com. Yep. Don't forget to visit our Facebook page, Rick Saylor Financial, and, and request a free giveaway, whether it's Social Security, whether it's risk analysis. You know, pick one of them, whatever is most important to you, and um, we'll get the information to you. Hey, this has been a good show. It's always fun. Hey, we look. hopefully this is helping you. And reach out to us. Connect with us. Tell us. Give us some feedback. Tell us where we're on. Tell us when we're off. We appreciate hearing that. It keeps us on uh Keeps us on track, and, and maybe you got a topic. We'll, uh, we'll do a whole show to it. That's right. So uh, you've been listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show. We are your no-nonsense, holistic, transparent wealth management host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. 